0: So you, you're predicting a win, Roberto?
1: I, I know the Broncos could easily win by 20 points or more, but mm. I just I just think Adam Dwight, he's not going to miss a goal this week. That's my big tip. Wow. that That's just 100%. And you can lock Naden in for another try on, on DeLuise Hoyter. So that that's another tip. And if I was going to pick a Broncos try scorer, I'll go Jordan Ricky. Okay, but they're, they're my three predictions. Tigers win. Uh, Naden to score a try. Jordan Ricky to score a try.
0: And welcome in to a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. Finally, another Winners Lounge. It's been too long, boys. Uh, my God, it's, it should have been last week. We kind of, uh, yeah, as, as someone said in the comments there, it's two in a row. We'll uh, kind of think of it as a, a moral two in a row. But uh, as a way, we're also sponsored by NG Pump Solutions. And we'll try and get Chain back soon. Even a, He did watch the game. Uh, update on Shane he did actually watch the second half so big shame was big ha- he was happy with the result on the weekend but, but Robin as who I'll get to in a minute but first give us a follow at Westlife pod on Instagram and Twitter if you want to support us and take part in the show and uh, shout out to all the guys in the Patreon discord because they helped me a lot with uh, creating the rundown tonight they're just pumping out the uh, you don't need a Daily Telegraph uh, subscription the boys are just screenshotting it and Putting them all in there. Boys and girls. Shouts to the girls as well. Um, and YouTube, please subscribe. We really want to uh, push those YouTube subscribers up. So shouts to everyone tuning in live uh, through there at the moment. Please, uh, yeah, like, subscribe on there. Righto, Roberto, I gave you a uh, a little clip there of your prediction last week. Um, how did you spend your winnings?
1: Uh, not spent yet. Uh, mate, that caught me by surprise. It gave me a good chuckle. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, look, if, like I said earlier, guys, if you sling enough shit, eventually some of it sticks. <laughs> so yeah, got, got it right. But I mean, you know, pretty much identify, you know, you identify your weak links and just pick your try scorers from there. So I thought Hoyda was, you know, a bit of a liability on the wing there. And, and I, I thought Ricky would probably try and single out Jock Madden. So that were the reason I took the try scorers. And, and I thought we'd win because we were pissed off from the week before. And the boys played like they were pissed off, and it was just a brave, wholehearted effort, really proud of everyone to do with the club. It was a great win.
0: Absolutely. And as you're rugged up out there, he's got six layers on, a hoodie ready uh, to bust out a, a victory wrap rather than a victory lap. Um, yeah, coming in live from Orange, how are you going as, as we uh, have a winner's
2: lounge finally? Pretty good, mate. Yeah, you nailed it about the cold. Uh I I said to the guys before we went on air, it looks like I'm wearing a bulletproof vest under my jersey at the moment. But no, it's just a it's just a zip-up jumper um over the hoodie. So yeah, got the got the combo going, uh, ready to celebrate a, a great win. Um and I'd like to formally say I'm very, very happy to be proven wrong uh with my prediction last week. I thought the the controversial loss would um, Hinder the team more than it would help. And I I figured uh that yeah, they crumble a little bit <laughs> instead of rising to the challenge. But yeah, they the whole team absolutely smashed it. So what a weekend, what a win, what a team performance. And uh yeah, I was having a silent little chuckle while Rob's, Rob Robstradramas was playing in the background as well. That was brilliant, Josh. <laughs> yeah, put that
0: put that together this afternoon. I thought he, uh he liked it just peek behind the curtain. It was about twenty minutes after full time. Rob goes, can you please clip together my uh prediction for next episode? <laughs> so I thought do, it, you you gave you, you gave me an inch and I ran a random mile with it, Roberto. So um yep. yeah, it's uh yeah, welcome in to everyone for this winner's lounge. We'll get um yeah, we always start with the lower grades. So New South Wales Cup. We're back in action this week. They got towed up, or um, well, a lot of points put on them by Mounties. They lost 36-24. Uh, Jersey flag boys, though, down in Melbourne, they won 44-8. to And as we say every episode, our women's are the reigning Harvey Norman Premiership winners, and uh, their season is done and dusted. Uh, right, so a lot of news. Boys. it's um the last forty-eight hours, but yeah, we, we can't take a trick. Arguably, arguably, would you call it our best win of the season? I mean, it's only four, but I mean the most emphatic victory. But um, yeah, a long time coming, and then sure enough, we lose probably one of our well, one of our most beloved players for the rest of the season. Um, I'll let as you talk uh, about the uh, social media reaction a bit, but Rob, man, it was just the one big thing that we were really enjoying, even when we weren't winning, was um, Jackson and Adam starting to find a combination. Now we're going to bloody wait till 2023 for
1: it. Yeah, look, it's really sad news for Jacko and the club. Uh, Like the last two games, he's really played as a true lock. It wasn't like we had three halves. Uh, He had a fantastic game, as well on Saturday night. So just devastated for him. But, you know, Jacko being Jacko, still walked around the field, signed his autographs, even though he's, you know, got a broken ankle. Um, so that's just him being him. But look, he's taking it really well. He wants to get back on the field as soon as possible. And um, yeah, look, he might have found his home at, at Lock, especially if um, Jock can keep doing what he was doing at uh, halfback and maybe just make a few more tackles. But generally, his play was excellent.
0: Uh, as you were saying off air you noticed um yeah cuz jacko the rumors have been going around that he's not well well having having a bit of uh, a tiff with fellow teammates but it seems like the um the bromance between him and adam is going pretty strong
2: yeah i don't think it ever stopped going pretty strong um yeah i, I noticed two tweets Today, after I got home from work, one was from Jacko and just the outpouring of support in the comments for him um, from so many people, even ex-players like Isaac Luke have replied uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. I just figured Mm -hmm. I'd read both his and um, AD's tweets out because they are both really, really good. So Jacko has tweeted saying thank you uh, with a picture of a little statement that he's made that says, Now it's been made public knowledge, I'd like to thank every single person who has reached out in some way to check up and wish me all the best. It's honestly been so overwhelming and I appreciate all of them. I love footy more than anything and obviously this will be challenging, but I haven't given up on a few goals come the end of this year and plan on doing everything I can to test myself physically and mentally. My main focus right now is to get under the knife ASAP, then get back to helping my teammates in any way possible, finish off the year to the best of our abilities. I've loved being back in the NRL this season, testing myself week to week, see you Tigers fans at a game in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, he's contracted for next season. So, I mean, coming weeks, you have to... It's Like, he's gone for the, for the year. There's definitely... Um, I mean, and we, there's no reason to. We're not playing semifinals, so why would you even try and rush him back? So, yeah, it just sucks. We're going to... Yeah, got to wait... Until 2023, for uh, for more Jacko. Okay, uh, so uh,
2: sorry, I just ad's yep. tweet as well. Oh yeah, he sorry, said, sorry,
0: as I thought you were
2: finished. <laughs> I had oh, to good. go find it. <laughs> Wishing my mate Jacko Hastings a healthy recovery. Thank you, Tigers fans, for the continued support. On to Newcastle or Campbelltown. See us there. The tiger emoji.
0: Build. So, the mighty West Tigers roared back into the winner's circle last week with an emphatic victory over the Broncos. Now it's time to exact revenge on the Newcastle Knights and continue their climb up the Premiership ladder. So, if you can't make it to Campbelltown Stadium, uh, come on down to the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield, this Sunday, 7th of August, 4 or 5 p.m. is kickoff uh, to watch that round 21 fixture. West Ashfield offers great dining options. Choose from the Garden Bistro uh, or walk on for some mouth-watering Asian cuisine. And for more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. And if you don't know, West Ashfield is the home of West Tigers. They are at uh, 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield.
2: And Jacko's replied to it with the... Praying hands, the steam coming out of the nostrils, and oh, a yeah. heart emoji as well. So that's the the bromance is real, guys. The bromance yeah. is real.
0: Yeah, I noticed them on Instagram stories and stuff, hanging out a lot. So I think maybe Rob, do you think maybe two games back to back in Queensland, a bit of a mini camp for the guys, is um has proven to be a good thing, gelled them a little bit, gone through a bit of adversity as well.
1: They, they did come back to Sydney, Josh, last week. Oh, before, did they? For, oh Yeah, okay. yeah, before, before flying back up. Uh, look, it's going to sound really weird considering I've been, you know, pretty critical of front office for a long time now. We always say that, you know, winning starts in the front office. I reckon, guys, this win was conceived as soon as we got ripped off against North Queensland because our front office is basically – seen what's happened on the field. They've been just as devastated as what the players were, what the supporter base has been. And they've said, you know what, we're not going to take this. We're going to set a standard. We're going to back you guys up. And, you know, we're basically told, like, the the front office have sent a message to our team that every two points is important. What you guys did last week and got ripped off for is not acceptable and we're going to stand up for you. So when you start having to play for a a front office – that's on the same page as you, it builds harmony, it builds unity. So I, I really think having got ripped off last week might have been the best thing that ever happened to us. And it's not over yet. We're still hopefully going to fight it. We'll talk about that later. Mm. But it definitely, Literally it right be, now. <laughs> I'm really pleased that we're fighting to the hilt because it's got everyone's respect, I think. I know there's a few of our supporters that are cynical saying we won't get it overturned, we might not get it overturned. But just the fact that you set a standard that, You're you're telling your players every game is important, like you know, because if we didn't fight it, well, the players will just say, "Well, hang on, they don't give us stuff, do they?" Yet we got Mm. ripped off. So the fact that the club's taking it seriously, I think that's where it actually started last week. And it's plus the fact that Benji's left his job and he's obviously you know speaking to some of the playing group. I just think everything's starting to gel really well, you know, for the future. So look, it was just a, a magnificent performance. We had a lot go against us in the second half. We got absolutely caned by the referee from about 24-12. There were multiple decisions that went went against us. We had to use our captain's challenge a couple of times before eventually losing it because, you know, a, a, a strip wasn't ruled a strip, which was ridiculous. So I, I just think the, the boys outplayed Brisbane and really no one's out enthused Brisbane for probably the last three months. So we looked like the better team and we deserved to win. It was a great performance.
0: So just to pull on that string, that's literally the next thing in the, uh, in the rundown, Roberto. So the, we've gotten a meeting with Abdo and uh, Peter Volandis, the West Tigers dude, about that Cowboys game. So it looks like they're definitely not giving up. They're still, um, there's progress there.
1: I, I think it's a 1% chance, Josh, but honestly, I, call me crazy, man. I think we're going to get this. I think, we're going to prove that it happened after the 80th minute. And unless, you know, the the NRL or ARL come up with some massive, you know, uh, carrot to dangle in front of us that isn't the two points, I actually think we're going to get it. And I believe we're going to get it. And I think personally what I enjoyed about the win against Brisbane is I was so ticked off from the week before. I sat down watching this game like ready to rip. I was like, come on, boys, we're not going to lose this week. Like, even in the prediction, that was more more anger and passion than, you know, here we go again. Like, I really thought the guys were going to prove that last week was no fluke. We've played basically the top four teams in the last four weeks. As I've said before, I don't think the Penrith game we played great, although it was close, and we, and we've got four pretty decent results. So I was really confident and really happy with what the boys did, and, and, and they killed it. They, like, there was not one bad player on the field, even a couple of guys that made a few mistakes in the first half. They were probably two or three of our best players in the second half. So I just thought it was a wholehearted performance and things are looking up and yeah, I I think everything's looking really good guys. I'm bloody excited for the future. I I just hope Papali doesn't backflip and we can build with a few more signings and and, and things are looking up.
0: Uh, As, what what do you think our chances are for getting those two points back? And I mean, a lot of people are saying what's the point, but Man, it um, I, I think we're going to go for it. I think we're going sh- to show that we're not going to cop cop that. And a lot of people are saying it's going to set a precursor. I know Aaron Wood said this on Triple M today. I was just listening to earlier. He's like, "Well, uh, is every team going to?" But it's a pretty, it's a unique situation. Like point, exactly. point, point to another situation ever in the history of rugby league. Firstly, the challenge hasn't been a thing. When did we get the challenge? Two seasons ago? Was it
2: 2021? 2020, I think. After, 2020, yeah. I think it was one of those one of COVID that came years after the lockdown, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's only, firstly, the challenge is only a new thing. So there's obviously teething issues with it and when you can and can't challenge. You know, the NRL boss obviously cleared, clearly doesn't know when the hell you're allowed to use them because in his press conference, he said you can use them pretty much anywhere, but you can't even use them for offside penalties and that sort of thing. But yeah, the, the, there's no other situation like like this. the The game was finished. There's literally no, uh, to quote myself, "sliding doors" moment. Literally, it's one door, they've shut it on us, and it, it was wrong. There's just it's if ever there was a reason to overturn a result, it's this. There's other controversies and calls in footy, but they're during the game, and things happen after that. From those decisions, this was black and white. After the bell, it should have been full time. Done. Like, um, I forget what my question was, as but um, yeah. <laughs> what, have you, what have you got to add to this?
2: Um, you you basically asked me how I think it's going to go. Uh, That's right. I think uh, our chances aren't particularly great, and my main concern with it is how do the Cowboys react? Do they try and uh, make a legal challenge of their own? Because obviously they're in the position they're in, where they're currently second um a very slim chance of running down the pan the Panthers for the minor Premiership. Uh, but at the very least if they if this game goes down as a loss for them, that makes their grip on the top four spot a little bit more um, tenuous. So there's a bit there's a bit going on there. but honestly, I agree with Rob, even if we don't get it, I hope we do because we deserve it. We deserve the win. Um, but even if we don't get it, it's the principle of the thing. Um, show the show the team and show the fans that the club is willing to fight for, essentially justice. Fight for um, a well deserved win. And to answer yeah. your question about it, has there been a similar situation? You're right, there hasn't. The closest situation I can think of was literally a few weeks ago, uh, where the Dragons and the Cowboy, uh, Dragons and the um, Raiders, I think it was, were playing the dragons I think it was gave away a very, very cynical blatant um, set restart on the last tackle with a second or two left on the clock when it was, when it should have been a penalty from right in front of the posts um, for what they did. If it wasn't for the the, the set restart rule and everything like that, um, which would have drawn the game going into golden point um, for the Raiders. So, that's the closest I can think of in recent memory since the Captain's yeah. Challenge was a thing. Um, I feel like that's that's something the Raiders probably would have had a right to challenge if they could challenge anywhere, co- like um, Annesley said. So, yeah, I like I said, I I don't like our chances. I think they're pretty slim because there's the whole can of worms of how do the Cowboys react.
1: But
3: um, who cares
1: how who cares how they react, though, Aaron? That, that's the that's the same thing. the oh, exactly. Record. Well, Kent has Kent. Paul Kent has actually said that the NRL said the same thing about the actual challenge itself. It would have looked really bad when the Cowboys challenged if they'd have been penalized for being for Valentine Holmes being in front of the halfway line. It's the same thing. Who cares what the Cowboys think? Like, when, like, this is what I love about this when the club shows that they want the two points that badly. That filters yep. down on everyone, guys. It's it's just such a good look from the club to fight this. The fact that we've even got a Queen's Council involved in it, we're going all the way. That's, the Queen's Councils cost four, a fortune mm. per hour. Bad so we're, we're, we're taking this deadly serious and good on the club for taking it serious because if we get these two points and we can beat Newcastle, who are going like busted you-know-what, we're going to wipe out that wooden spoon that, that was ours a month ago. It was literally ours. There was no way we were getting out of it. So I, 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 I want to protect that record. Who wants the wooden spoon? And, and and we don't deserve the wooden spoon. We're not the worst team in the mm. comp. We really aren't. But I, I just, I'm just i just so glad that they fought for it because, you know, if they didn't fight for it, well, then it just says to the playing group, you know what, who cares? Mm. And, and Lay that, down, you, bend over and take but it. But the That's fact that, that they care so much, it's rubbed off on everyone. It's a great thing the club's done. Mm. Really, really happy with it. Bravo. About time. And, and let's keep up our guns and... And just because we've won, don't back off. Just because we won a game, still have that rage and still get those two points and still fight for it and make it hard for the NRL. Just really make them accountable for what happened because Laurie was on that ground before Num Nuts went up to uh, Ashley Klein and said, you know, what are we doing here? And I bet you that audio is very damning and that's why our club still hasn't got the audio six days later after they requested Mm. it. The biggest thing about it is the fact that pretty much every Cowboys
2: player was watching um, Val uh, – not Val uh, – was watching Felt instead of the ball. You could – and then, like, Chad immediately went over there. So, the it seems like it was played for, which is the worst mm. part. Like, the Cowboys planned this super
1: – strategy. 100%, 100% it, it was played back. for, mate. 100% it was played for. If you see how they set up from the kickoff – they only had five guys to the right of Val Holmes. AJ Capoa was standing outside the field of play, waiting for the ball to get to the 40-meter line to attempt to stop the bat back from Kyle Felt. Now, the fact that idiots, like absolute idiots like Paul Kent, say Capoa was running him off his line. Did he want Capoa to stand outside the field of play, outside the touch touch? Capoa's got to come back in the field of play towards the direction of the ball. He never mm. looked at he never looked at Paul Kent. Uh, Paul Kent, he never looked at Kyle Phelps. Okay, and, and, and let me let me tell you guys, like, Valentine Holmes is an 80% goal kicker. There's no way he's missing the 40-metre line by 12 yeah. metres left because basically we caught the ball 28 metres out. They knew that if they got a penalty, it's where the ball lands. Not, you know, imagine, imagine they did the same thing near the 40 line and Val Holmes has got a 40-metre kick five metres in from touch. This was a well-designed play by the Cowboys and they sucked in the referees, and, and good on the Cowboys for getting away with it, but the refs are just gullible, and Klein's a freaking idiot. Like, that was just a dumb... It still wasn't a... a what do you call it? Uh, not obstruction, what do you call it? The, where you run the bloke off the ball. Escort. escort. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't an escort. It was an absolute joke.
0: Uh, Rachel on Facebook, how do you get milking out of the game? It happened on the weekend with k Ball, I believe. I think fines. You got a fine. That's what the NBA does. They, like, floppy...
1: You won't get rid of it, They're mate. Fine, guys, yeah. You just you just won't get rid of it. It's part of. It's called gamesmanship. gamesmanship you just
3: yeah.
1: you you won't get rid of it. That's just part. You know, mate. And we've just got to be better at that sort of stuff. We should stay down as well. We've we've got to learn with that stuff. You know, a couple of times, a couple of times we got hit on the head. Like Dane Laurie copped a knee in the head, fielding a grubber kick in the second half, and he pointed to the touch dodge. Like, what are you doing? I mean, Dane Dane could have stayed down and milked it and got the penalty, but he didn't. Like he mm. he he played he played on, which is just how. You yeah. know we don't want to be like that, I guess. But at the end of the day, we you know we've got to start thinking about winning and and doing what everyone else is doing.
0: Uh, okay, so the West Tigers. It was deadline day today for when players can leave, come or go uh, to other teams. So Oliver Gildart, who's been playing uh, for the Magpies basically since the first several rounds, uh, he's off to the Roosters on loan. So. We all thought he was off to England, um, but no, he's still on a contract with the West Tigers, and the club says he'll be back for 2023 training after he finishes the season with the Roosters. And then uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier, um, or previous show, that Nopaluma is off to the Melbourne Storm. So we're clearing out uh, a fair chunk of money on this season that's a write-off as do you think um, basically selling guys that weren't playing first? I mean, it, it hurts the, the Magpies, but um, they've obviously got a plan to do something with all this cash they're, uh, they're saving.
2: Yeah, well, the magpie season's pretty much over anyway. They're not really in contention for finals with, I think, what they've got one less round than us to go. So they've got four rounds left. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't hurt us too much i don't think and it just gives them a little bit of depth same with Nofer at the storm um Gildard, i'm not sure about if he'll actually play he he's i don't know um i've thought they had decent stocks in the centers over there the roosters but
0: best in the world ja yeah
2: that they have him yeah <laughs> uh yeah i just i think it's a win for us if it frees up salary cap allows us to bring up one of our um one of our younger guys, but my my question is, um, ha, has the club actually announced upgrading anyone today? Because obviously, if if we've lost Nofa yeah, and Gilda for the rest of the season, then there's at least two spots in our roster for the rest of the year, and that had to be filled filled today. So, what what what
1: have they done? Is we'd be front ending some contracts. Yeah. Um, that's that's what it'd be. Like like Josh has suggested many times on the show. That, that's what it'd be about. So it's just a benefit for us to save a little bit more money between Noffre and Guildart. You know, we're probably going to save 150 to 200 grand. So yeah. that, that, that's yeah. all it is. Like I said last last show, I'm not a fan of this. You know, especially in you know basically August. So yeah, I think it's these really sort late in the season. It's it's really really late because you know just like I said, if if a, yeah, the if a, season's a, finished, a, well ima- imagine hypothetically that our club weren't standing firm and we decided to loan. Dane Laurie or Adam Dwayhe or whatever to the Melbourne Storm and they end up going mm. to win on the, win the comp. It's just a poor look for the NRL that they've been yeah. Tigers three quarters of the season and then they go to another club. So well, I you have, think, yeah, I just don't uh, think it's a good look but it's good It's good for us in terms of the cap and, and let's face it, I think Ollie and Noffa, I know Noffa can play but I think they're both on the outer guys so maybe they're mm-hmm. hoping that they'll do something with these clubs. Don't forget the Roosters um, just let go of Kev Nagama to go back to England, so they probably got it. They just probably need a little bit of a a backup sc- uh, spot. Mm. While, while I got you, Josh, uh, Gussie's trying to contact us to say he'd love to ring. Yeah, I and, saw that. I did say that. I'll him. shoot him. So he's he's, he's just sent the text. So just just let him know, mate. But yeah, yeah. Because, uh, so, um... yeah I, I, I think this is a good thing for the club. And as you said, front end, some contracts. If it's helping our cap space, it's, it's great. And do we need to fill the roster? Like, is it actually compulsory that you've got to get it back yeah. up to 30? I'm okay, well, sure you then, yeah. well then we haven't announced something today, so uh, well then I don't know yeah. what's going on.
0: I'd say they're up gonna upgrade some kids. But yeah, the, the money you give it to the guys that are off contract. Um yeah, Adam, uh Jackson, you give it start giving these salaries to these guys and just bring down their next contract, spread it out. So yeah, you're basically writing off uh one year, it's kind of the opposite of drinking alcohol. I always think of drinking alcohol as you borrowing fun from the next day, whereas this is kind of like the the, uh, the reverse of that. Those in like your hangover is punishment for having fun the night before. But um, I don't know if that metaphor works, but it's in <laughs> my head. I I'm like
2: what Cathy's um, just said in the comments there, Josh. Uh, that Noffa gets to play finals, and Oli is a good chance, yeah. to as well. So it might and make I... them
0: better players, yeah.
2: Yeah, the, my hope with Nofa is playing in the finals this year with the Storm because obviously they're still trying for top four. And I think with the team that they are and maybe with Nofa, um on the books, they can sneak back into that top four, really give the finals a good hard crack. And I would hope that Nofa, uh gets some hunger out of that to bring that back to the club next season. Um, and that could hopefully benefit us going into next year as well, having him back um, if he if he gets playing again, if he can get on top of his um, off-field issues that he's been having this year. But maybe that's an experience that he needs as well. Um, go to the Storm, play for Craig Bellamy, get mm-hmm. the hunger to bring that that Storm level of of success back to the Tigers because he had that really good year in 2020 um, where he got the Dalliem, uh, one of the two M Winger of the Year awards. But um, he yeah, he kind of fell off a cliff. A little bit last year, so yeah, just maybe, maybe that hunger will benefit us and him for
1: 2023. Aaron, I agree with that, but the thing with how we've used the loan before, you look at Paul Momorovsky. We, we got him from the Roosters when they won a premiership. We lent him to Melbourne. He got all that experience with Melbourne. Melbourne won a premiership. We lent him to <laughs> Penrith. To Penrith. We lent him to Penrith, and he, they won a premiership. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason we're lending him out. I, I I feel like it's more like. You know, you're lay-buying something here, like the Storm and the Roosters are lay-buying a couple of players, and if they like what they get, they'll yeah. pay for. The, they, the balance of it later on. So I just don't yeah. think we're going to get them back, guys. I know they're saying they, they want to come back, but I, I just got a feeling... I, I'd love to have an offer back, but I, I, there must be something going on within the playing group where, hmm. I don't know, he's on the outer or there's a bit of disrespect there or, or something. I, I don't think he'll be back.
0: One guy I would like back next year, and he's currently not contracted, is Jock Madden. So his management to come out and said, basically let give Jock um, yeah the first grade sp- spot let Luke Brooks go or he will find something elsewhere which is totally fine so I'll I might join this with the, uh, the Luke Brooks story that um, came out tonight and we'll kind of talk about him as one so Tim Sheens came out and said he's planning on retaining Luke Bro- Brooks on less money in fact possibly even extending it out. Uh, for further years. but um, So here's Sheen's word for word, what he said. So he said, obviously everyone would prefer for it to be less money, but we can sit down and negotiate with him and extend his contract out. I will stand by what I said. On the record, he's contracted point blank. He's contracted to us next year and I expect him to turn up for pre-season training. Uh, unless the world changes, that is what I am doing. Honestly, can I ever say yes to anything? No one can, but I'm not indicating um, that he's leaving and have told you, I mean it, like the kid and I, I like the kid and I want him in the side. Benji loves him, wants him in the side, but we can't say any more than that. Um, look, what I think, maybe Tim Machine's playing a little bit of 3D chess here and either A, trying to get a team that buys him to fork out more money. Um, yeah. Because I know that in regards to Jock, they've said kind of hold on and we'll we'll try and sort something out. Maybe the contract extension. I mean, the the team that's going to pick up Luke Brooks, you would think aren't just going to pick him up for the one year. They're probably going to pick him up and then give him a couple of years on top of that. So maybe is Tim Sheen's thinking you'd kind of his contract. Um, extend his contract for a couple more years, but then sell that contract and pay Brooksy over three years. We're kind of paying the debt across three years rather than um, one lump sum next year. I don't know. There's there's some something going on with this, but um, as I'll go to you first, I I want Jock... I, I mean, Jock Matt improved on the weekend. He's yeah, he's a first grade seven. He's to let him go. I think would be a massive mistake.
2: Yeah, after after the performance he had on um, Saturday night, you'd be you'd be a fool to say, okay, Jock, you get uh, you can go to another club. Good luck. He he absolutely needs to stay. Um, he proved that he really does have what it takes. He is a bit green behind the ears in regards to experience, but um, the more we play him, the better he'll get. Um, so, I really do hope the club keeps him. Whether or not that means we offload Brooks, I guess that, that's up to the powers that be. Um, if we could pay maybe 30% of Brooks' salary for next year, I don't think that would be a terrible deal, especially if he's over a mil. Um, are we still paying off any players this year? Do we?
0: And M- 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 buys the-, the last
2: one? And buys the yeah. last one. Awesome. So that means we have um whatever we were paying for him uh, back in the cap for next year too. So throw it all at Jock, but then again, you you still got to have some to throw it AD and Jacko as well. <laughs> a year
0: later, though, that's a year after. So a, a year later, yeah, yeah. We're it will more be good to more will them free up, up
2: in advance.
0: Hmm. And again, these letting these guys off on loan, more money that um we can do that. So what are your thoughts on the Brooks Madden situation, Roberto?
1: Yeah, look, uh, I agree with you on Brooks in the sense that I think maybe Sheens is trying to get someone to pay, you know, full freight for him. Uh, and I think clubs like Newcastle who look like an absolute mess at the moment, they could definitely use even a 5'8", because Brooksy is a five-eight as far as I'm concerned, although he sees himself as a 7. So I think someone like Newcastle would definitely pick him up. Oh, as for Jock... I mean, Jock missed probably half a dozen tackles on the weekend, but the rest of his game was fantastic. Uh, he wouldn't demand like he's not the sort of guy that you'd pay seven or eight hundred grand for either. I think we could get Jock on around four hundred ish or four fifty. He's only young. He's only had you know what a dozen first grade games or so. He's played in all our wins this year. I mean, I know he's been a part of a few of our losses, but he started in two of our wins and he's and he's been on the bench in two of our wins. So you know the the guy the guy's got some game that little. Jink where he went out and in to freeze up the Broncos the other day and, and got Adam Reynolds frozen and create the overlap. That was classy. The ball he put on Kelmatur Lungi, his kicking game's really good. You know, And, and I, what was most impressive it was his first game in first grade since we beat the dogs at Leichhardt. So to just come in and just pick it up straight away like that, mm. it was a classy performance. And maybe the fact now that there's no choice of Jacko. Playing at seven again this year because he's out for the whole year, even though yeah. he's going well at 13. Well, we are see. stuck with this halves combination. Mm. If mm. if they play well for the rest of the year, that might change Sheen's and Marshall and Farrah's thoughts on who the number seven should be going forward. Yeah. So this could be a really good thing for, for Jock to consolidate his position in first grade. Yeah. Absolutely. I know I'm
2: going a little bit ahead here, but if we have this halves combo and the whole team play as well as they did on the last two games, do you think we can go undefeated for the rest of the season?
1: We... Well, I, I'd, have to look, I'd have to look at five games. We've got a couple of tough games
0: in there. We're playing the Roosters, no. We never beat the
1: Roosters. We can beat the Roosters. We
0: never beat the Roosters.
1: We can beat the, <laughs> the, the Roosters. The Roosters are, are like a straw version of the Roosters of previous years. I know, but even when they're wooden
0: spooners, they seem to beat us. They always just seem to...
1: We beat them in a trial. We can beat them.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go.
2: So Um, we've got the Knights and then the Sharks at Tamworth. We've then got the Roosters at the SCG. We've got the Dragons home at Combank and then the Raiders home at Leichhardt.
3: We'll
1: definitely win two of them and possibly two others out of the five. I'll be happy with that. I'd take that. I mean, you got to see what what the ramifications of that last round are with the Raiders. Like, are they already in the eight? Do they need to win to make the eight, or are they out of contention for the eight? So that can affect even the last two rounds
2: because the Dragons are in one of those spots fighting for the that last top eight spot as well. So yeah,
1: yeah I, I think the Dragons will be gone by then, though, Josh. Day. I reckon, Aaron. I reckon the Dragons will be out of contention by then. I I, I reckon they them and Manly are just in a really you know, in bad shape in terms of making the eight. I think it's just about done and dusted. Only Canberra is probably the only hope.
2: Bold prediction for Mitch to say the Titans are going to win uh, two more games while Newcastle win none there. But I think the Titans and Newcastle play each other, so that could be telling in the wooden spoon yeah.
1: race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need to beat the Knights this week, no doubt. Yep.
0: Righto, right, we'll get on to, with are 38 minutes in, um, Anthony. I opened up tonight to uh, anyone to come on and celebrate this uh, victory on the weekend. And Anthony slipped into our DMs pretty much straight away. So I'm going to bring him in to help talk about the game uh, on the weekend. Anthony, welcome to your, uh, I believe, your first appearance on the Westlife podcast. Second. Second.
4: Yeah, we when- jumped on. Um- can't remember now i think it was a couple of games ago when we were like pretty much on the biggest downfall after match got sacked but i didn't have a webcam on
0: okay that move away yeah yeah. i think i think i went on a bit of
4: a brooks rant about pretty much why he's shit for like (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's fair (laughs) but um yeah it's good to see again josh aaron and rob um good day Anthony yeah i i can't wipe the smile off my face like i said to josh i um i went to the game live because i live in queensland
0: so sorry to hear that
4: yeah yeah it was a really great experience um the biggest shock was there's a lot of um tigers fans in queensland like yeah there is um when i was walking around just yeah jerseys everywhere uh really nice guys and we we're kind of all in the same boat just talking about you know last week's game in particular with Cowboys but I was confident they were going to win I knew it I just I had the feeling and the second the team list came through and I saw Jock Mann and he's like he's my favorite player I've always rated the kid ever since I seen him um, step into first grade so I knew he was going to take that opportunity as best he could and Mate, like I was behind him the whole game, like running down on the sideline, screaming at him, and just seeing how
3: <laughs> be, um,
4: behind Jackson. And yeah, like it was just a fantastic game. The whole the whole team just stood up, especially our forwards, like they lifted for that game. Um, there were a lot of periods where I thought the Broncos nearly rolled us through the middle, especially Payne Haas. But um, mm. they really, um, they really held themselves to like not. Get pushed over, especially the centres like Kapoa and Toa did fantastic. Like when they rushed out of the line, they actually made the tackles. That's what I was a bit a bit afraid of when I saw them rush out of the line, especially kapola I thought, oh no, like here we go. It's just going to you know create an overlap. But
1: I think it was just the one try. He let go, and that was about it. Yeah, there was there was about a minute before it as well, Anthony. When he let um he let Jordan Ricky through about a minute before that try as well. Yeah, he didn't come up quickly mm-hmm. but that was pretty much it he was pretty solid the rest of the game yeah no definitely like um he set for Naden for the first try and just
4: like even some of his runs he had a bit of um bit of vigor which was surprising to see generally kind of does that with little shimmy that just like it's kind of pointless
1: and you just falls yeah. to the ground um, yeah well he even um he even jumped up and caught that attacking bomb when uh Brent Naden must have been signing autographs at deep fine leg or something and forgot where he <laughs> <laughs> he won that he won that ball, passed it out, and then Naden got the ball and it was like it should have been a try. It should have equalized the game basically. So so oh. that, like just but just for Capoa to catch that and pass it in one motion, like the guy couldn't catch a ball two years ago. So he's yeah. definitely improving Yeah, the hands like feet Capoa in twenty twenty. God he was shocked. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah.
4: that was terrible. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Fanua uh, Pole. Like he's, I, I low like reckon he's like our best forward prospect I've seen in a long time. Mm. Like that, I mean, I don't know if anyone else would agree with that, but just the way he moves on ground, like watching him in person, like he's got, he's got it, he's got all the skills to be one of the best forwards in the league. Like just the the footwork, the way he moves. But it was the first time I've seen him bend the line as such normally he has like a real really good footwork and he hits the line but he was just almost like punching through it and i was like wow this kid is unbelievable Like he's made for first grade
1: he's a hundred percent
4: for first grade
1: the, the the first time i got to see him live anthony with with josh when we saw the penrith game i was actually a bit perturbed by the fact that Pale and matamua were the only guys i could see out of the forwards running it off the back fence Mm. That yep, day, absolutely. like they run the ball so hard and, and off off that big run up, and and he does it consistently. So he he just hasn't missed a beat since he's come into first grade. So he, he he's a great prospect. I can't oh, absolutely agree with you there.
4: Yeah, he's um he's one of those kids that in reserve grade um if you guys ever watch him, like he's he's okay. He's not too bad. You'd, you'd expect him to be like you know a world killer, but he's just one of those guys who's legitimately made the first grade coming to come into first grade, he plays like 2000 times better than he ever has in reserve grade. So I truly believe he's almost like the perfect impact forward to come straight off the bench to like use that really good footwork in around the like tied middle defense to really lay a platform for our halves. A uh,
0: couple of comments, fellow Queenslanders. Firstly, uh, Stewie, one of our Patreon guys, he's moving to the Gold Coast from uh, Japan. He's been living in Japan the last few years, so he's going to be another Tigers fan on the Gold Coast. I've seen this play. I've never been to Suncorp. That's I'm, that's the only ground in Australia I haven't seen the Tigers play. I really want to get up there. But I've been to Titans game, Titans-Tigers games a couple of times, and literally we have like two sections full of West Tigers fans there like it is crazy whether or not I mean I was on holidays there so maybe other people um, holidayed around the West Tigers schedule and we're from out of town but it just seems like there is a, a heap yeah you, you see a lot of I guess a lot of firstly before 88 they didn't have a team so maybe there were a few Balmain or Magpie um, guys, like Queenslanders jumping on there but obviously a lot of people uh, move up there, and get away from the shitty Sydney weather and well, trackies. That's, ex- so,
4: that's exactly what I did. I'm actually yeah. from Canberra, so I moved up here last year. Yeah, right. So, so you went from
0: freezing cold to yeah <laughs> to yeah.
4: minus minus two, minus three to yeah. you know eighteen, nineteen degrees every day in winter. So yeah. it's fantastic. I don't miss <laughs>
0: it. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to do it. I just yeah, just living around Queenslanders might be a bit. Tough, but no, only joking. I I, I love Queensland. I'm
3: planning to. Um,
0: I love it. My sister moved to the Gold Coast just this year as well. So yeah, I I love it. I'm going to holiday there uh, this coming su- summer. I can't wait to take the young bloke up there. Uh, righto, back stats leaders for this week. So Kenny Mamalo, one of our be- arguably uh, one of our best forwards, playing on the wing. Uh, twenty runs, one hundred seventy-one meters. So he was the leader there. Uh, Brett Naden was the leading Line breaks with two, line break assists. Jock Madden had a couple try assists. Uh, AJ Capola, the only back with the try assist, which is um quite funny in a game where we flogged the opposition. The only yeah, no half had a try assist, but um, most touches Dwayne he had thirty-seven. I think Jock. Was not far behind, but that's actually quite low, considering that Jackson Hastings was having close to a hundred uh, earlier in, earlier in the season. So, uh, get kicking get wise, yeah, kicking wise, Adam uh, did the most, but Jock had a few as well. So nine for three hundred twenty. Adam Adam made thirty tackles, playing five eight. Uh, he was the leader in the backs there. Uh, AJ Capole most missed tackles was six and then uh, Naden and Adam had three errors the most each. Um, Rob, what what player stands out the most from you in our back line?
1: Uh, look, Josh, this is the one week I could just about give anyone in the starting 13 points. I, I was really happy with all of them. Uh, in the back line, uh, for me, Mamalo's first half was amazing, like just some clean breaks when we needed them, you know, like a 20-metre tap almost got to the halfway, like just straight off, a, a, a literally a restart. Uh, I thought Naden was really good, especially with a couple of those runs out of the backfield as well, being first off the ruck and and taking those tough yards. He really didn't put a foot wrong except for, you know, like I said, standing a deep fine leg. Other than that, Naden really didn't make a mistake. Uh, Adam Dway his second half was man of the match performance stuff. Yeah. Uh, he, he, had, he had a few errors in the first half, to be fair. Made made a couple of poor decisions and, and a couple of errors, but I mean, gosh, he made up for it in the second half. So, mm. look, you know, as as Anthony said, um, AJ Capoa played well. Dane Laurie, probably my man of the match. The, yeah, you know, and the, he, the still, one... he didn't
0: pop up in any of these stats. So he just, but he just did a little but bit. There, of... there are some key moments. too. To yeah.
1: Well, you look at, um, I don't know if you remember the kick early in the second half from Adam Reynolds, it might have been five minutes into the second half or thereabouts. The ball was going touching goal, and then it just mm. went sideways. And Dane Laurie's corralled by like three Broncos and he just squeezed his way into the, into the field to play. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of desperation about our, our players. Uh, I think it was Toa's best game for the club. Drop played great. You know, what can I say? E- every player in that back line played great. They really did.
0: What about you, As?
1: Yeah, I I,
2: I honestly don't think I can um, pinpoint a single player. They all played great. Kapoa, yeah, best game for the club. Um, ever. My only concern was a couple of those times Naden uh, rushed out of the line to try and put some pressure on a player about to receive a pass and there were a few where he where he missed the tackle and they, they got a decent run down his side but um, in saying that, the desperation from the rest of the team, the rest of that side of the field to cover him whenever that happened um, was brilliant to watch um and i just went and checked the touches stats there josh for the for the two you. halves um i think you might have missed something because according to nrl.com's stats jock had 38
0: ooh touches. okay he's at the bottom of the list i might have
2: yeah he um, might have skimmed it before. thought yeah. he, he was a forward <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah cause he's at the,
0: because he's in 22. They sort it by number. We've been through this before. It's so annoying. They sort the list <laughs> by number, not position. But, yeah, thanks for clearing that up. So, yeah, pretty much 37, 37 38. Um, yeah, that's it basically you can't get any more even than that.
1: And, Aaron, on that yeah. desperation you're talking about, like even to the literally the last five seconds of the game where it looked like uh Katani Staggs is going to score a try off that kick and Laurie just came out of nowhere and batted the ball dead. Like, there was just that effort. We're up by 14 points. There's no need to be so desperate, and we still were. So it was just there from the very start of the game. And I think I commented uh, on Discord in our group chat after about five minutes. I said, the boys are on tonight. You know, you could just see it in their energy. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I had a,
2: I had a 13-plus um post ready to go on discord but i held off just in uh, those last <laughs> couple of minutes because i was like i don't know if that if i'm gonna regret saying this in a moment so i'll just see, let the game play out and then i'll say yes the 13 plus win uh because i knew that broncos would come at us heavy and in, in yep. the team's fashion Even when, may have when we're see. up eight
0: i still I, I was still nervous when we're,
1: up oh, eight we're all of, nervous.
0: When Adam when Adam went over to that try, man, I, I, I said it on Twitter earlier, I fist pumped at the air so like I, fucking hard. Like I, it was saw, just, that.
4: I saw that come in. He was setting that up yeah. well before that scrum yeah. was even packed. And I looked at my mate who was a Broncos fan. I was like, Dewey's gonna score. Sorry, Dwayne, he's gonna score. So like I've 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 gotten up ready to start yelling. And as soon as he just um shifted towards the right side of the scrum and i saw that hole open up i was like he's in he's straight away and he went through and that was it i think i um got booed and got a bit of um a bit of yelling out by the broncos fans because i was surrounded
1: it was just (laughs) it was just me and broncos fans everywhere anthony who was your best back in your opinion (laughs) Uh, nothing
4: like it's a tough one because they were all in pretty unison for like majority of the game. Like they all had their own really good positives. Um, it, it, it's tough. Like I'd, I I want to say Jock Madden obviously because I'm a big fan and I thought he played fantastic. But to be brutally honest, like I'm gonna go with Dwayne. Like he just he stands up when we need him the most. Like. Yeah. That try he scored, like like you mentioned, Rob, last week, where he got that offload and we won the yeah. game. As we won the game, like, he wanted it. He wanted it so bad. I could just see in the way he was running, he knew he was going to score to yeah. put the ice on the cake to win the game for the Tigers. So yeah. just to see that passion run through and to, like, really make a statement to go, like, I want to win this fucking game because of yeah. last one, that yeah. would. That was it. That was like, yeah, he's got my three purely for that one try. <laughs> well, I, mean, I love
2: that scrum play because it's worked twice in three weeks now. It does, was yeah. was a uh, brilliant scrum play
1: for, for Dewey. He's just I always mean, there with that extra effort, like even the bat back off the bomb, you know, like when he when he uh, hit Adam Reynolds early in the first half when – I think it might have been – we might have scored off it even. I can't remember. It might have been so try. But he just – he's always in there for those little extras, those – one percenters that we keep talking about, yeah. and and that's what that's what we've missed, and that's what I kept saying. Like I kept saying, I think we've all forgotten how good Adam he is, you know, because we'd say he'd make a difference, and, oh, not really. Should he go centre? Should he go five eight? Like he really is that good for us. I love him. Right. We a, like I've... the games early in the
4: season, like the Titans and any of those closer games, we win with Waithe in the team, hundred yeah, percent exactly sure. I... Exactly, yeah. missed him. Yeah, like we we missed him, and just as well. um like a shout out to Dane Laurie. Like there was at the very, very end of the game where the Broncos put a grubber kick in and it went to in goal and they're about to score off it. And he yep. sprinted with every bit of energy he had and smacked it straight out with. Mm. Someone like one commented that, that earlier. Yeah, Dane Laurie never does that. You know, where is yeah. he to like shut down a kick and I watched him come from inside the angle and I just stood up and applauded because I was like, that's, that's what I want to see. Like we're up by you know, excellent. Like we, we've won the. You know, they could have scored yeah, it was a try. Game over, yeah. Whatever, but the fact that he chased it with every inch of energy and smacked it out, whatever, whatever, whoever's done some voodoo dance to Dane Laurie in the past two weeks, <laughs> yeah. Go, I honestly think he's been playing the best footy of his career, even better than last year. The well, thing I'm worried
1: about Anthony, the, the, re, the thing I'm really, really worried about with Dane Laurie is where's his form been all year and suddenly when we're thinking of should we keep him as our Charlie fullback or Staines, not, yeah. not yeah, Dane, he's, he's, bringing out, he's bringing out this form and then that, when he signs again, does he go back to normality like what he um, did earlier in the year? So we, we need this all the time from Dane.
4: Yeah. No, you actually make a really good point. The fact that all that speculation of, um, you know, Charlie Stain's coming in and, We'll put Dane at six and he doesn't want to play six and he wants to play one and he'll leave if he doesn't. And then all of a sudden, he's just,
1: yeah, playing a lot better than playing he's like two. a man. Yeah, well, he could have had 13 plus Tigers. You never know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Um, Adam
2: Reynolds's danger most dangerous attacking kick would have to be his grubber and the number of
1: Adam Reynolds grubbers that Dano diffused mm.
0: position wise, he was great. awesome. Great, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And there was one Adam Reynolds kick that went dead in goal. Dwayne, he takes a 20-meter tap and gets tackled on the halfway line.
0: Yeah, that I was like, beautiful. what an yeah. effort
1: that Adam does. And he just, he's mm-hmm. just a tiger, man. He's just, he's just a tiger at heart. It's great to see. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. One thing missing um, we haven't mentioned with Adam, and you predicted it, Rob. So I might give him the three later on. Um, tip of my line. He didn't miss a goal. Kicked every goal. I I just –
1: look, I don't know him really well, but I I know of his nature and I know his nature is really similar to Robbie Farah and they're both competitive and they both hate losing. And and without knowing it, like I said to you last week, I just reckon he would have been doubling his goal-kicking practice Mm. all week. Like, he would have been so pissed off that that he didn't get the conversion from Toa's try at the end of the Cowboys game that he just would have done that extra practice. And I thought, he's going to be so freaking dirty on himself He's gonna nail every goal. That was that was yep. the reason. It was not no other reason than that. And three yep. of them were sideline Yeah, side they weren't lines. easy. They, they were things of beauty. They were excellent.
0: Yeah, they were. yeah. We um we keep scoring on the wings and making it hard for him. But um <laughs> And when you play yeah. the
1: Broncos, you need to score in sixes. Like they've got Adam Reynolds, like he didn't miss yeah. a goal mm. So it's it's very important.
0: Uh, On to the forwards. So stats leaders. So Jacko had the most runs and meters, 22 and 157 post contact. Uh, Joffa had the most there, with 60. Four different forwards. Uh, the squeeze, four graphics in there. So try assist for Kilmer. Uh, new. Alex Safarth, which was a one of the best tries of the year for the West Tigers. Like yep. Alex Safarth was the last pass. Uh, who scored that? um was yeah and no, yes yeah. yeah, and uh Pichy had a try assist as well so yeah that's um crazy but, uh, four different forwards getting a try assist just kind of shows how much we we'll are throwing the ball around as well so uh line breaks uh, Kelmer and Zane had one each tackle breaks Kelmer had four Played the ball speed. Kelmer uh, was the quickest offloads. Joffa had four. Uh, Big red, 50 tackles. And I think he only missed one, as you might be able to check that. I think he only missed one Uh, tackle. Yeah,
2: I'll check that for you.
0: Um, Not quite the LX12, but nearly there. And um, missed tackles. Uh, Joff and Kelmer missed four each. Um, Anthony, you are the guest tonight, yep. One, oh, one
2: missed tackle, one ineffective, so yeah, yeah you were correct.
0: 98%. Uh, Anthony, what forwards standard stood out for you?
4: Um, I'm going to go with a different forward for this week. i got to give a shout out to Kelmer. He was fantastic. Um, and I truly believe that was because he had Jock playing outside of him. Like, Jock just gave him so much space, you know, really, really good ball, like that line break. And I truly believe they just had this really good connection. Um, Then there's also another speculation of Kelma. I don't know if you guys have heard the news, but apparently someone at the meet and greet here in Queensland asked Kelma about the Seagulls, um, you know, have you actually officially signed because um, nothing's come out? And he said, I haven't signed yet.
2: Wow, Wow. Um, okay. Wow.
4: yeah, Yeah, he said to this guy that, I haven't signed with the Seagulls yet. So he hasn't actually done anything. This is just mm. speculation, but maybe, you know, all of a sudden he's having this resurgence. Maybe he's trying to get a contract with the Tigers. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I just, money.
4: Kind of made, I just thought it kind of made a bit of sense, especially after the weekend. Like when I mentioned he had that game where he made three, one three runs for 30 meters. Yeah. And then now he had like over a hundred meters, you know, made that, made that break, had, Massive speed behind, like he cleaned everyone, he was well ahead. So, yeah, I just i kind of led to believe that maybe that could be true, but it's just pure speculation. you okay. yeah, to
0: have him, Papa, and then Sean Bloor, uh, as well, coming back for the back back row. Um, yeah, we've that's, got
1: a lot uh, of out at lot- the moment, too. Josh, you, you put a list on Twitter the other day, we've got so many players missing. Mm. So, Ghana's missing really, from our... Really store, good signs. Well. Really yeah. good signs to beat the Broncos
0: team like that. Yeah, I was trying to work out, like, the salary-wise, and obviously someone argued with me that Nofa technically wasn't out. That was by our own choice. But the point I was trying to make was we trotted out uh, basically a $6 million side-ish. Um, and I think Broncos... Who are Broncos missing? Were they missing... Uh, they're, missing, oh, uh,
1: yeah. they're, they're missing um their left center the, the pommy guy just his name's escaped me. Oh, oh, so Farnsworth. Sorry, Farnsworth. that's, Farnsworth. Farnsworth.
0: that's him. Yeah. yeah. So there's either way, there's probably a three million dollar total salary wise, we're well, probably three million dollars less than the Broncos, and usually like yeah, that's um yeah, more talent usually comes with more money unless you are the West Tigers the previous years but um yeah it's just the, the point i was trying to make was we had a shitload of players out we had half probably half a starting squad not there for whatever reason whether it's injury um, or sent them off to melbourne the fact is they weren't there and we knocked off a top four side it was an insane effort um it's almost a, a two few top people four about it. In a row, Josh. Yeah i like yeah. to
4: say Two top four sides,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah, like where was – you have to wonder where was this all year. But, um yeah. But, but
1: Anthony's hit the nail on the head too with two Lange because Jock Madden really helped him a lot. You see the way he dug into the line all day. Like that just gives those forwards that extra space. So, Absolutely. you know, full credit yeah. to Jock Madden. He, he does make two Lange yeah. better. And that that play where he put him through the hole – Jock could have easily gone out the back to Dane Laurie. Like, that's what it looked like the play was designed like. It was just a beautiful – he really dug him in line perfectly. Absolutely. Oh, the thing I love about what Jock does – I know we're in the forwards,
4: but I just have to mention he does the classic halfback move of, um, like, the seatbelt play, which is basic – or the, the car accident play, which is basically digging so far into the line, you're bracing to be pretty much, romp, like, romped by a forward. So the second yep. you dig in as far as you can, you're basically going to turn, like, you turn your body to do that move because you've engaged a line marker, which then you're going to pretend to, like, brace for an accident. And pretty much does that better than any any halfback I've seen, you know, because he models his
1: game with Cooper Cronk, and you can I was see just about to say. I was just about to say, that's exactly what Cooper Cronk used to do. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he straightens it up as well, like we said, with that little jink out and in he holds that defence as well. So he really straightens our our block plays up. And our block plays had a bit more speed about him this week. Normally we're pretty pedantic. So, it, look, I just thought it was a yeah great game from him in attack, especially. Absolutely. And just before
4: we move on to you guys with the forwards, I've actually been having a bit of a smoky for, like, our number 13 sort of moving forward for this year since Hastings is out. But um since, you know, the, the new modern is, you know, the big mobile forward that has been a bit of ball playing. How come they haven't put New Brown in 13? Like he's a 5'8. Mm. He's got great tackling. He's got great leg speed, great movement. I think he's, he's a also perfect.
0: a half. He's a half as well.
4: He's a half too. I honestly yeah. think he would be a fantastic lock forward at getting mm. Simpkin in at number nine because I love Jake Simpkin. He should he should be in the first grade spot. I don't understand why he hasn't been given a fair shot. Like he's still a kid. He's had barely any NRL games. And whenever he ties together, like, a few good games, maybe a little bit, like, it's unfair that, you know, Brooks can play 150 shit games in a row, never get dropped, and then Simpkin plays maybe one pretty, you know, poor game, and then the poor kid just mm. gets dropped for weeks. Like, just get let him have a go. Like, you haven't seen the true potential he's got. And I honestly think, moving forward for the rest of this season, I want to see Simpkin at nine, New Brown at 13. Yeah. Because I honestly yeah.
1: think him linking with Jock Madden and Dwayne would be fantastic. Yeah, you I never saw start. the team on the weekend, yeah. Anthony, but apparently Simpkin missed eight tackles in New South Wales Cup and Little oh, missed really? five. Mm. So I, I think there's still some defensive things. I, I'd actually like to see Peachy have a go at 13 now. I think I, that's I what they're going to do, to be honest. I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I think that's what good him the back there. There's talks of bringing Matamua back because that that's ideally Matamua's best position. So but personally I'd like to see Peachy there. Just because he's more of a link player, I don't think his service is great out of dummy half anyway. So I don't think we need him as a backup hooker. And then maybe you can promote a, a Jake Simpkin onto the bench or something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah. But I mean I'm not I'm not I just I think maybe New Brown's a bit small for that lock position, Anthony, but you could be right. I mean, it's worth giving him a go because he definitely he'd suit our style of play and the style of play Absolutely. we're
4: trying to produce. And he's got, yeah. he's got he's got really good first contact, which is what Simkin doesn't have. Like his first contact, Simkin gets bounced, and yeah, I think he that's does. the time why he gets dropped because he yeah. can't hold the player up or he can't bring the player to the ground. Like he'll get bounced, and he'll sort of have to drag along him, and hopefully get a second or third forward to bring him down.
0: Yeah. Rocker said Peachy doesn't look fit at all. Yeah, he does look a bit, um, a bit pudgy at the moment. Do you guys feel the same about Peach? Not that I can talk, but I um, didn't.
1: He, I didn't think he looked gassy the other night when he came on when he played.
0: I was more more body fat oh, wise. Yeah, body, yeah he body, looks body like
1: body some players like but he's never looked yeah. really
0: lean, has he? I, he's similar to um, uh, Owen Craigie, I guess. But um,
1: yeah, yeah, good comparison.
0: Uh, as any forwards? That. So that what was that as?
1: I didn't pay too much
2: attention to Peachy's physique <laughs> to be fair. So <laughs>
0: Oh I, I I perv on all the boys all the time. But um any forwards? Uh any forwards as that we haven't touched on yet?
2: Well, two. We haven't really talked about Jacko and his performance yet, other than his touches. Um and I had a question for Anthony about Zane. Um, we could probably all agree that his first half was pretty ordinary to say the least. But what did you think of his
4: second half in particular? Um, I was happy with this second half because those mistakes he made was typical Zane Musgrove of, mm-hmm. you know, the very first carry drops the ball like just a simple drop ball that the kind of shit you see in under-12s Division three forward do. And I just put my hands on my head thinking, you yeah, know, here we go. Same shit. You know, if if Zayn Musgrave comes on the field and drops the ball in the first carry, well, you know, we're going to lose the middle. But mm-hmm. that didn't happen. And he really had to make a state. I think he really made up for his mistakes. And to be honest, like, his try, <sighs> questionable. Like... Yeah, I agree with you. no try. It's it, that was a double movement. Like by the ladder yeah. of the law, even though momentum does drag him. Like he was mm. moving fast, and momentum. If he didn't promote the ball and just let his body move, he'd still he scores slower. anyway. Yeah, correct. You don't he, reckon the ball clipped the line on the? No, like oh, he passed, no. He no he, the the line like when he got tackled, the ball fell and it clipped just before the line, and the player still held him, so that constitutes a tackle. So that was a definite double movement, but. I think after what happened last week, they let <laughs> yeah. it go. in my personal opinion, because <laughs> if, like, generally with the Tigers, that gets called a double movement every day
1: of the week. Yeah, every sure. day of the week. But that was that a double week. movement. It was. That absolutely was. Yeah. I'm glad you agree, Rob, because that oh, was, but right. right. I was like, I'm going to take it. Yeah, but to make our fans feel better, Adam Reynolds' pass to, uh, to Ezra Mann was a mile forward, forward as well. That was, yeah, yeah. well, well forward.
4: forward. I was right yeah. in line of that too. And yeah. I mean, the touch judge probably didn't like me after that because he did turn his back and look at me <laughs> and kind of, you know, yell a bit of FC, you know, yeah. use you your fucking eyes. <laughs> 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 so, but, um, yeah, that was uh, stupid. But, yeah, no, um, sorry, Aaron, to go on. But, no, Zane Musgrove had a great game. Like, he really, really made up for... His mistakes, which is what I really like to see in every player in the Tigers when they make a mistake or they do something, they, you know, just cop it and they make up for it. do something, be better, do something like to mitigate that mistake, which is what they generally haven't really done this season. So it was really great to see that.
2: It reminded me of the Tigers of the earlier rounds of 2018 um, mm. because we made a shitload of errors Uh but we defended the hell out of them. Mm.
4: Oh, the, the the scramble was like that—that that anomaly 2018 year. That still, you know, goes in the history books of yeah. whatever that was. But yeah, our missed tackle counts that year were probably the I think it was the worst in the league. But our yeah, after five rounds in particular, we were we
2: were awful. That Broncos yeah. game at Campbelltown where we were ripped off by Klein again. Yeah, because of yeah, Luke one not being square marker. Yeah, that was that was one of the games where we missed the most tackles, but we defended those mistakes. The Broncos that game didn't score a try, they no. scored one field goal and four penalty goals. That was all they scored that game. So we it defended like, our mistakes and we
4: defended them well. It felt like we had like 15 players on the field, like there was just always scramble defense, just mm. someone, someone was there to make it. And if it felt like there was an overlap. All of a sudden, there's like two more guys, and it's just wh- wh- where have they come from? So, yeah, you're right about that. It really felt like the scrambling and just, um, you know, being there for, for their mate. Like I really, I really saw that they really wanted this win. So, you know, as um, every, you know, NRL player says, full credit to the boys.
0: Yeah. Um, asked on the YouTube Seafarth deserves a mention. We've we touched on it before, 50 tackles and a try assist. Uh, Anthony, I'll let you on a roll here. What are your thoughts on Seafarth?
4: Um, Personally, I think c is just not a first grader. Like, he's got effort, which to be an NRL player, effort is the minimum you should have. Like, it's as simple as that. You're an elite rugby league player. Um, effort is not one of those things that you should be commended for in being an NRL player. Like you just need to have it Um, to, you know, like it to to have that sort of like athlete. I know it's a bit, you know, maybe a bit of like an asshole way to look at something, but if you really want to have the best of the best, that's the kind of level you need to go for. Um, And he just doesn't, he just doesn't have anything that's, you know, a positive where like, what, what can he do to be the best top player 17 he's got no attack. His defense is very questionable. Like he does try to like do stuff, but he's just doesn't have a very good footy IQ. And that just kind of like, it burns my brain. Like, you know, just like have a little bit of smarts about what you do. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of a really shit Elijah Taylor. And that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> because Elijah Taylor was, you know, a dumb footy player, you know, penalties left, right and center, but his defense mm. was phenomenal. Yeah. But other than that, that's all Elijah Taylor had. He was just a perfect defender. He was a tackle bot. sc 5 C5 can't do that. So, yeah, he made 50 tackles and that's fantastic. But other than that, he li- literally offers nothing. So, in my personal opinion... I'd be happy for us to move on from him because there are far better players out there, even in reserve grade, they could play a much better game. But I guess for the current time, he kind of fits what we're what we're needing at the moment because he's an effort player.
0: Right. On to the uh three two one. My graphics not updated there. But uh yeah. Boys, have you got your three two ones lined up? Let us know in the chats to you guys what um who your three two ones are for this week. Uh as I'll let you go first.
2: Oof, okay. This this is probably the trickiest week to to pick a three-two one because you could practically give points to like Rob said earlier, you could practically give points to any player on the team. Um and it's funny that every game that we've won has been one of those games, but this one to me feels like the toughest to do it. So I'm going to give my three to or oh, I've been I've been I'm and ring my my three and my two. <laughs> I think I'm gonna give my three to
0: you sounding like me if you're procrastinating. You know, you <laughs>
2: I've I've been trying, guys. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm gonna give my three to jock. Um okay. that was a, a stellar game by him. I really loved watching him and I think um, with no Jacko now and no Brooksy as well, he's really going to make a fist of this number seven for these last five rounds. I'm going to give my two to Dane. I could have easily given him three as well, but he yeah. he was a standout um, in so many ways. Like I said, defensively diffusing all of um, Renault's, Grubber's, um, all of those one percenters, all of those effort plays he he played spectacular and um i'll give my one to adam duweihi because he he played phenomenal as well i really enjoyed um watching him and yeah his his try from that scrum play thing of beauty
0: uh roberto
1: yeah as i said earlier could have given it to anyone um honorable mentions to adam duweihi and Zane Musgrove, they were the best two players in the second half for me. They had a few errors Mm. in the first half, which is why I wouldn't put them in the points. Jacko was Herculean all game. There are another bunch of players that were fantastic as well, but I'm going to give my three to Dane Laurie. I thought Dane Laurie was as safe as houses. I love the fact that he caught a couple of balls on the full instead of letting him bounce, especially one uh, torpedo that Adam Reynolds did, and we spoke about him getting out of the in-goal area in-goal area at a crucial time early, which was huge. Um, there were plenty of other good players that probably did more work, but, geez, Ken Mamalo, man, he's mm. becoming a favourite. He's actually playing like he realises he's the biggest winger in the world, and and some of the things he does, like I said, that, Uh, tap kick off the break. Uh, There was another time, I think we might might have had an error of some sort, and on the second tackle, he charged up out of the line and and creamed someone. I I think it was uh, Tessie New basically shit himself. Dropped dropped, dropped the ball and Sefarth ran up the sideline for about 30 metres. I don't know if you remember the play, but um, he's just a rock, and and he's just making all these metres. What was it, 191 metres or thereabouts? So, uh, I'm going to give him two points, and Staffer Toa one point, and I know he probably didn't get as involved as many people think. It was his best game for the club, but what's impressed me about Toa this week, his weakness is his front on defence. He nailed every tackle on the weekend. His defence really improved. So I thought with his improvement in defence, Dane Laurie's improvement, you know, under the high ball, and, you know, Ken Mamalo did not put one foot wrong all game. But there were other great players. Nathan played great. We had a lot of good players in the team, so... If if you had if you had different three two ones I could probably accept it because Adam Gwaihe did really put yep. his you know uh, print on the game in the second half but I just thought with those errors in the first half he made I wanted to like give the mm. best eighty minute performances so yeah I get that that's yeah. how I went.
0: you've almost talked me out of it but I'm giving Adam three just I mean second half is crunch crunch time he he kicked all the all his goals he scored that try to ice the game just yeah yeah he he was just clutch as um Dane I was tossing up between Dane could I could easily flipped him with Dane just he was um yeah doing all the the one percenters just perfect fullback play one I'm tossing up you could give one to like you said to so many um
1: you could give three to so many mate that's so yeah good. yeah absolutely yeah.
0: um yeah I'm gonna go Jock I'll go Jock for one um yeah, so where is that? What are people saying in the... Uh, I mean, if you look at the comments, it's just... it's it's Yeah, take your pick. There's just so many different... Well, um, while you do the tally,
1: Josh, uh, what do you reckon, Anthony, while while uh, Josh is adding up the numbers?
0: Oh, the numbers, are, they're on the screen, Roberto. Oh, they're there, are they? Okay, yeah, yeah. They obviously, obviously haven't got this week's in there yet, yeah. so... I'll, I'm just the, curious
1: uh, who Anthony thought were the 3-2... What was his 3-2-1? Um... <laughs> So, Gonna be Jock, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've probably
0: been
4: three. definitely. I like it was hard. I tried to. I was sitting here thinking, like, who deserved the three out of here and Jock, and just purely for like the first half where Jock basically set up our two tries and really sort of laid the platform for our attack. And you know, like, reading from a halfback's perspective because that's what I played for a number of years. Just watching him set up, directing the team, and really set setting – like, pretty much laying the platform, he took it for me. Um But then again, if Dwayne didn't do the first tackle kick and maybe a few other little iffy nil- little bits in that first half, I would have given him the three. So it's really tough. But I'll definitely go Madden three, Dwayne two, and for my one, Fanua, Polo, for sure. Like, when he came on, he was just an absolute beast in the forwards. Like, he uh-huh. – I think he was on for 38 minutes and yeah, 38 minutes. He made 12 runs for 124 meters. It's the second highest besides Joffa. Yeah. So he was, he was phenomenal and I just think that he really deserves as much credit as possible because the second he came on, he just caused issues for the Broncos. Like he was all over him. So I really think that he really helped to lay the platform for the, for the backs and really sort of helped our resurgence push forward to like win that game for us.
1: Yeah, I looked at the stats earlier, Anthony. I'm pretty sure we had nine guys that ran over 100 meters. So <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good night for our team, really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Um, Considering yeah, we've think, got them um, towed in the forwards for most of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jackson ran over, Kelma did, Joe, um, James Tamo, and Fanua were
1: the forwards that all yeah. ran Both over. Both our wingers, for-
0: Sonny on YouTube said uh, Brooks put two luggage through two of those holes last week, and Kelmer dropped it on the third one. You guys didn't mention it all. Jock does one, and you're coming in your pants. Uh, I thought we, I thought we were very complimentary. We said Brooks had a good game.
1: We did say Brooks had a good game last
3: week. Yeah, we last did. Week. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. I don't know what we're supposed to say, but, like you know, like some yeah. people say, it's been eight or nine years. But, you know, I'm not going to bash him. I Like, the thing that gets me is Jock had a similar game to this against Canterbury at Leichhardt and we won, and Madge dropped in the week after when I thought Jock should have deserved to stay there and Brook should have bided his time. Yeah,
4: I've, I've seen – just to go back on this guy, I've seen this guy comment before multiple times, and it just seems like it's Brook's second account because he just <laughs> – Tries to back him up with these ridiculous allegations that, you know, oh, Jock does this, but Brooks did this. Like, come on, mate, you're putting up, a you know, eight NRL player against someone who's nearly at 200 NRL games. Yeah, There's a reason why we consider
1: Jock to be better because he's already doing what Brooks does better in eight NRL games. But the thing is, Anthony, it seems like Sheens and Benji are talking Brooks' first-choice halfback. So it's not just... You know, whoever's commenting, and and we welcome you know comments that yeah. disagree to ours. Like it's there's no right yeah, or yes. wrong. every everything every so is welcome as long as you kind of back it up with a reason. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, uh, he's welcome. He's welcome. He's look. I was head of Brooks Island for a couple of years, so yeah. Well, I think we've been pretty fair on Brooksie. We're definitely not. We don't just hate him. For, I, don't um, hate him at all. I love Brooksie. Yeah, yeah. I we, love him. We're not Brooksie haters at all. Oh, we yeah. we call it, Every game for what it is from him. All right, uh, Gussie's been he's been patiently waiting there. I'll let Gussie come in and uh, yeah, let us know. Well, I caught you off guard there, Gussie. No, you're not <laughs> ready. <laughs> saying no. No, oh, okay. You're sitting there one second. Okay, I'll bring him back. Um, before we get Gussie, he was sitting there patiently. <laughs> and he um. For those listening, he was giving us a no not ready. So next episode we will be Thursday night uh as we preview our game on uh Sunday against the Newcastle Knights. Uh Anthony, what are your predictions for uh for that one? Obviously we'll we'll save ours for Thursday and we've obviously gotta see a team list tomorrow, but um, do you reckon we can make it three in a row? Uh
4: against this Knights team absolutely yeah I think if um I think the I think the boys have that that vigor they have when um we beat when Jackson Hastings got that field goal against Parramatta and they had that um that real connection like everyone playing in unison together I really feel that they've got that back now I think that the whole fiasco of match being sacked and you know, like the really down times. I think the boys have finally sort of hit that rock bottom period and now they're like having a resurgence again. Well, I like to hope so. So I truly believe that um, this is a game that they should comfortably win, not like a smash in, definitely not. But I, I do feel that if they play with that same intensity, even though Jacko is not there, um, I feel that Dwayne here is going to have a massive game because mm. he's our leader for this one.
0: One thing I tweeted out on the um, Westlife account this week, Sunday Arvo, we should have should be two in a row coming from uh, a Queensland back-to-back. Man, I hope we get a good crowd. I, I haven't looked at the weather yet. I think the weather's meant to be uh, okay for Sunday Arvo. Man, Campbelltown, if we don't get 14,000, 15,000, I'll be pretty disappointing. Like, I know the season's over, but... The West, the the team's playing like a team that's worth watching at the moment, and mm-hmm. as um, Anthony said, the, the Knights team at the moment are pretty pretty rubbish. So we're favourites. We're a, I think we're a dollar seventy or something uh, last I checked to win, uh, which I don't like. I hate being favourites, but um, yeah, man, I just and Adam Adam Dwayne, he actually liked that tweet. So the boys, um, obviously. We'll be hoping that yeah, we get um a big home crowd on Sunday. So get your tickets uh for Sunday. I um yeah, I definitely can't wait to go back uh to my seat as you're are you driving from Orange for the game on Sunday? I sure am. So um I'll see you in the stands. Uh I'm just Gussie, are you ready? Give me a thumbs up, Gussie, if you want to come in. To finish the show off, he's ready. Okay, welcome back, Gussie. What have you got for us?
3: Hello, I'm sorry, dude. I, uh, the headphones went all. I couldn't hear you. I'm all watching good. you. I'm seeing you,
0: and you're all, all great, beautiful.
3: And thank you very much for what you do. Hey, boys. I
0: have got a haircut just for you, Gussie. Uh,
3: what are your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> ah, did you miss? Us- yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say, especially at the end of the night, go the Tigers. We're all on fire. Everything's happening. Yeah. Uh, bring, bring new, new blood, new hope, and I accidentally stumbled across a website that you might be interested in, oh, which nice. was. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, called, it's called Patreon, and oh, I, I noticed see. that that for three dollars a month, that the Westlife yeah. podcast can be sponsored for three dollars a month. You got yeah. four fifty. You got fourteen dollars. I won't name the names and all your schedules, but you yeah. guys. Just at the bum end of what you're doing, thank you for what you're doing. Thanks, I Gussie. want, I want other, other, your other fans too. Please don't be scared. Get involved. Get involved in the podcast. Have a chat. Uh, uh, you, Josh and the boys. Yeah, get in there. Love you very much. Super get on that Gussie. podcast. Love you, Gussie. Go you the tide. Go, Go the Tides. Go the Give you. us a high five.
0: Great way to finish the show, Gussie. Um, <laughs> as Gussie <laughs> said, Let's then. Uh boys and Anthony, um yeah, thanks heaps, man, for um joining us for the review. It was cool to get a Queenslander perspective.
4: No, I, I appreciate it. Thanks, Josh, Aaron, and Rolf actually having me on for half the show. I wasn't actually anticipating, but it's um it's fantastic. It's again one of those things like I mentioned, like I started watching you, Josh, when you first started this podcast and I was always like, damn, I just want to like jump on and just like have a discussion yeah. because <laughs> I never really had like Tigers, um, sorry, mates who a Tigers fans. So I'm always hmm. not just like, I just want to like burst out so much stuff about the Tigers. Like I love talking about the Tigers. You, it's Rob. You watching, crashed so. it
3: too, Anthony. Good on you, brother. Thanks, guys.
4: I appreciate it. So like, yeah. Come on whenever
1: you want. Come
3: on
4: whenever no, you I, want. I, yeah, I definitely be keen to, you know, give a lot more insight and try and, um, get off the Brooksy hate wagon. I think I should just yeah. leave for a little bit.
0: No, I, I appreciate the kind um, the words, man. I started this. I want to be, yeah, like a voice for the fans. We're not uh, on a voice for the club at the moment. They're, we're hoping that we can mend that bridge a little bit, but we, oh, absolutely. we really appreciate a lot of, um, yeah, the fan import. And, uh, yeah, love having yeah, people of all different, um, what do you call it, opinions and that sort of thing. R- Rob, Aaron and I, and Shane as well, we might think that we're right all the time, but there's different opinions out there, and we love hearing from all different West, West Tigers fans. So I don't have enough West, West Tigers life fans
3: Podcast. in yeah.
0: my life. But, um, yeah, worry, everyone everyone needs a friend like Gussie, that's for sure.
3: I'm um, uh, uh-huh. I'm just- <laughs> i got I got a lot of room for more friends if you want to come around. By the no, way, Sunday, Campbelltown, if you want to come watch some footy, come and hang out. Yeah, we'll be there. I'll be there, Gussie.
0: I will expect your invoice for a bit of commission for your sales tonight, Gussie.
3: Labor of love, as Rob would say.
0: You're the Definitely. best, Gussie. And uh, yeah, oh, thanks, 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 Rob.
3: Thanks, as... Aaron. thanks Rob. Thanks, Drop guys. it in the
0: comments, guys, as the uh, the outro video plays. Boys, as always...
1: Go the tigers! Go the tigers!
5: Go the tigers! You're listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club, and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe, if you'd love to hear us again, we're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to. As the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can give us a like on the socials so at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter, uh, search West Life Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash West Life. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the West Life Podcast.